0: Break It Down with Rick and Tim is also available to watch on YouTube. Oh, that was
1: very bright and exciting and wonderful. It'll go great in there. I like it.
0: And don't forget to check out our website. That's right. www.breakitdownwithrickandtim.com Hi, my name is Rick. My name is Tim. And this is Break It Down with Rick and Tim. What the hell's going on? It's a good question. I'm glad I'm Italian. I'm not white.
1: You kinda are. (laughs) Why does it have to be the big chicken? (laughs) Why does it have to be the big chicken? Why do you have to say it like that? (laughs) I was right. And you were racist. It's Britney, bitch. (laughs) I still have a belief that Sasquatch is out there, but that doesn't make me crazy. And you give me that face, and this is my issue with you. Mm. You're a questionable person. This is a podcast where Rick, a Generation Xer, and Tim, a millennial, come together and try to find answers to our changing world. Break it down with Rick and Tim. All right. Mm. So last week, we talked about the bigger pictures, aliens, and I kind of want to bring us back down to Earth. Uh, and talk about something from this earth, and that is women. I want to call this episode The Second Suffrage, because that's what it is. It's all about women and their never-ending fight with the United States and governments in general, and just the right to be equal to men.
0: Sounds serious. It's pretty serious. You know, you're saying bring this, bring this back down to earth talk about women, but aren't women from Venus and men from Mars? Yeah, some people might say that. That's the funny part. I got a question for you. What's your question? Since we're talking about women. Yes. And for some of us, that's totally alien. It can be, yes. Especially me. Yes. Those of you that are listening can't see the t-shirt that I'm wearing, but those of you that are watching are going to be able to figure this out. Describe what the, the listeners aren't able to see.
1: It is a Star Wars emblem, but it is uh, the full gamut of the rainbow.
0: It's gorgeous. And it can only mean one thing. And what is that? I like rainbow bright. (laughs) Yeah. That's it. (laughs) So here's
1: my question for you. What's your question? Why do men have nipples? Men have nipples because in utero development, in utero being in the womb, in pregnancy, uh, we all follow the same blueprint um, up until about like seven, eight weeks. And... During that development time, we develop nipples, whether or not we're male or female. We haven't been decided yet. But then at about eight, seven, eight weeks, that's when we decide if we're male or female.
0: Based on the Y chromosome. Based on the Y chromosome. So the body blueprint is an X chromosome base plan. So when Mm the Y chromosome comes into play, that's when your balls drop. (laughs)
1: I don't think that's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> Have they yet, though? Have they? I think what happens is uh, there's like a thing there that doesn't really look like a penis or a vagina. Oh. And it kind of looks like a peen sticking out of a vagina. And then what happens, I think, is it either goes out and becomes a peen or it goes in and becomes a vagina. I don't know. I just remember that from a video that I was shown at my Catholic high school. Wow. Here. Maybe a diagram will help. Here's the penis. All an erection is is an increase in blood in the penis.
0: So Tim is married to a cisgendered female. Yes. And has two beautiful little girls. In today's
1: times, what is the one thing that concerns you as a parent? Uh, What concerns me is that their right to choose whether or not they uh, want to have an abortion is being decided by men of power. And one woman. And one woman. Amy Coney Barrett. Right.
0: Appointed by Donald Trump. Right. We have three judges on the Supreme Court that were appointed by him. He stacked the court, and it's now turned into a rogue court. Right. Making decisions overturning rights, which is technically a first in our country, when in fact, that's not the first time women have lost rights. Back in 1776, women had a right to vote in their local, you know, colony uh, elections. And then in 1807, women lost their right to vote. There were no women back then making the decisions in power. They were strictly all men. Right. Sounds familiar? Now, fast forward to today, and after 50 years of women having complete bodily autonomy, it's gone in the red states because the Supreme Court gave the power back to the states. So if you're in a blue state, you're good. But if you're in a red state, not so good. Right. You're raising your daughters in a blue state. This is true.
1: So what happened with the Supreme Court? Does that affect them? Here's how it can. And this is what worries me. So there is a law on the books that's going, not on the books, it's going through, uh, and it was introduced by, was it Lindsey Graham? Um And it basically says it's a federal law that bans abortion at 15 weeks. Senator Lindsey Graham is promising to hold a vote on a national abortion ban if Republicans take back control of Congress in November. And that's different than Roe v. Wade because, if I remember correctly, Roe v. Wade says that states cannot ban abortion
0: like in the first 15 15, yeah 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 you yeah the fifth the first trimester is very important right that's where you can decide whether or not you're as a woman having the baby or not in the first trimester right second and third not so much what states allow late-term abortions many of them off the top of your head
1: Colorado Oregon Right. We live in one. No restrictions. No restrictions. And, and the thing that bothers me, most of all, are people who are like, oh, well, these girls are out there getting themselves knocked up, and they're then they're going out, and then they're deciding they don't want to have this baby late term, and then they go and they have an abortion, it's just happening, and it's just there's nothing wrong with these babies. That's not what's happening here. That is absolutely not what's happening here. What's happening is these poor girls are, these poor moms are getting the worst news of their life right? Their baby is not developing. Their baby has some sort of uh, birth defect that's going to cause it to be in pain for the rest of its life, right? It's it's things that make you want to cry. And I'm going to get a little teary about it because it's a shit situation and people are fucking playing with it. And I hate it. Right. Because there's no empathy. No empathy with some of these people. It's My way or their highway, and I don't care about the reasoning, because it's the girls' fault they shouldn't have gotten knocked up in the first place. They shouldn't have done whatever. So, these poor girls now, who have been given this terrible news, uh, now in some states, have to bring these babies to term. Or travel out of state in order to terminate the pregnancy.
0: If they can afford it. Look what happened in Ohio, when a little girl had to travel to Indiana to get an abortion because she was raped. Right. And that became a political talking point. Which is sad. Oh my gosh. No shame. But some Republicans earlier this week denied the episode ever happened. Those Republicans included Congressman Jim Jordan, who called the allegation, quote, a lie. In 1972, I was born. And that was also when abortion became legal uh, across our land, the United States. And I asked my mom at one point, Hey, mom, what are your thoughts on abortion? And she said, Oh, snide-like. Well, you're here, aren't you? Oh, my God. (laughs) Wow. My mom never wanted to have a big family. They had my brother. She was good. And I often wonder, if my dad hadn't known my mom was pregnant, would she have had an abortion if it was legal? Because in 1971, it wasn't in right. California. But my dad was the first person to know my mom was pregnant. That's a whole different story. But since we're talking about women, I might throw it in at the end. Oh, gross. I told you this
1: story. You about- told me this yes, story. And yes. then I yeah. couldn't so, eat soup but nonetheless, for a very my- long time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> my dad knew. And, you know, my dad always wanted a big family. So I think my mom's like, oh, fine. (laughs) You know? Uh, But for 50 years, since I'm 50 years old, my entire life, women have been equal. In my point of view, they've always been right here with me as a man. I remember in the 90s, women couldn't serve in combat, like G.I. Jane. We had a fictional movie with Demi Moore. The movie was. A fictional representation of women in combat, but now women can serve openly on the front lines in combat.
1: Right. Can can there be women sailors as submarines? There can now. Wow. But you're right. Back in the day, it was you know unheard of. I, mean, I remember watching Starship Troopers, and it, the spaceships had f- a lot of female mm-hmm. crew members, and then mixed in with the army were just females, and it was just like they were treated as equals. And I was like, wow. Huh, that's weird. When I was a young man, I worked as a
0: waiter for many years, and I worked with women as bussers, women as food servers, women as bartenders, women as restaurant managers and district managers for different restaurants. And I never thought anything different or weird about it. And never once did I have any programming thinking that, well, I should be paid more. But you always still hear about, Even today, actresses being paid less than the male co-stars. For example, in Jurassic World, Dominion that just came out, Chris Pratt was paid a ton more money than uh, Bryce Howard Dallas. Right.
1: She revealed to Insider, I was paid so much less than the reports even said, so much less.
0: When I started negotiating for Jurassic, it was 2014, and it was a different world, and I was at a great disadvantage, and unfortunately, you have to sign up for three movies, and so your deals are set.
1: Mm, Despite the pay disparity, Bryce expressed all the love to Chris for fighting to get her paid.
0: And he helped her out, because he says, okay, nothing can be done right now because the contracts have been signed, but when it comes to the video games and everything else that's involved, we're going to get you the money. And he helped her. That's good. That's fantastic. But But,
1: he shouldn't have to do that. And that brings me to another thing. We don't just see it in Hollywood, the pay discrepancies, right? We see it in what we would call pink-collar jobs, right? What's that? A pink-collar job is a nurse, a teacher, a social worker. It's a job typically thought of to be done by women. And they're low-paying jobs. They don't get paid as much as a businessman who sits in a cubicle and does next to nothing. Hell, I knew an engineer who sat in his cubicle and played Tetris most of the time. And he got paid like 80 grand a year. And that is like the ceiling, maybe if you're lucky, of a teacher. I'm a teacher. You have a pink collar job. I have a pink collar job. Although in my school, half the teachers are male. Well, gender,
0: stereotypical positions are kind of getting blurry now. Over time. Right. But
1: there is a big push to conserve the natural order of things, right? And when you talk about this conservative movement, where do women fall in that conservative movement? What is the women's role in the conservative movement? What is it, Rick? To have babies,
0: to comply with their men, right? To not talk back, to be the 1950s stereotypical June Cleaver. Vacuuming in high heels, with dinner cooking, with red lipstick on, perfect hair,
1: thin and white. So that takes us to not just the jobs, right? It takes us to the expectations that these women have, that these girls have, and that does that exist today? I'm sure in
0: some far remote places on another planet, <laughs> like in you know Provo or Orem, Utah, but realistically. That's fiction now, because even back then in the nineteen fifties, even though my mom tried to live that lifestyle, she wasn't vacuuming in high heels
1: I would rather it not ruin my career because no state is going to give you maternity pay, right once you have a child, you know, great, have your child be that child's mother the the father should take care of you there's there's eternal dues right it's the role but and and if we take that away from women that's how we control women what's happening today is you have people that are on tv like
0: tucker carlson who are uh spewing nonsense about color replacement theory as if it's ancient astronaut theory as if it's a real thing when in fact it's not
1: right and for those of you don't know um replacement theory is Basically bringing in immigrants to breed out whiteness. So what do you do with a racist theory chanted by white supremacists, embraced by killers, used for hate for generations? Well, if you're Tucker Carlson, you embrace it again and again and again. I know that the left and all the little gatekeepers on Twitter
0: become literally hysterical if you use the term replacement. If you suggest that the Democratic Party is trying to replace the current electorate, the voters now casting ballots, with new people, more obedient voters from the third world. Let's just say it, that's mm. true. Jews will not replace us. Women of white color tend to have less babies now because of careers, the workforce, white privilege, whatever you want to say. There's a reason for uh, women of white skin color having less children. There are multiple reasons for women to have low birth rates. One being access to contraceptives, which Republicans also want to take away. Women's access to
1: clean and professional health care affects every color. Every color, and as a matter of fact, it uh, affects people of color, black people,
0: especially at a much yes. higher rate
1: in the socioeconomic areas
0: where they right. don't have the money to travel conveniently for an abortion out of state. And it's not one's business what a woman does with her body, period. And if you're truly concerned about this color replacement theory that Tucker Carlson has been gaslighting our country with, check out this little video clip here. This comedian is from New York. His name is Hari Kondabalu, and uh, his family comes from India. He's non-white, and check out what he has to say about this.
1: Hey, if you're a white person that's worried about white replacement theory and the fact that minorities will become the majority and eventually you'll disappear, I want you to not be afraid, because global warming will kill all of us before that can happen. And hopefully, by the time you are seeing this, we have passed the... Mom's Act, the Mom's Act, the Mom's Act, because I was recently reading an article about just this, and the fact of the matter is, we are the most in one of the most industrialized nations in the world, right? And of the industrialized nations in the world, we have the highest mortality rate, period, and it's going up. So, uh, the the there are a few senators out there. I'm not entirely sure which ones they are. But they have put forward. A bill that'll bring money into you know putting clinics doing research just all these things that go into these communities uh, of color that will focus on addressing that discrepancy because right now I believe for a, uh, a black girl or a native girl they're two and a half times more likely to die during pregnancy than a white girl which is insane right Part of it, too, is this, if we go back to the government, the states that did not expand Medicaid, they kick women off uh, or can kick women off of Medicaid 60 days after they give birth. Now, a recent study just came out from CNN that said that of all these deaths in the United States, these maternal deaths, four out of five are preventable. These women just aren't getting post-maternal care or at least not proper post-maternal care. In the study, I believe it said like 58% uh, or 57% were uh, died after uh, a week after pregnancy. Um, somewhere around 25% died during pregnancy and like 13% or some small percent died uh, one to five days afterwards. But that over 50% dying eight days after pregnancy is just insane right right because that shouldn't happen that's eight days to do something about it and that brings me to another thing we're looking at um the importance of women and the right to vote why are they voting like democratic because we see that now women are turning out to vote and they're voting in force and they're leaning democratic
0: okay let's talk about What happened recently in Kansas, a red state. Okay. You know the numbers on that. Yes. There's almost 3 million people in that state. Right. And 1.95 million had the ability to vote, and just under a million voted, with 57%—no, I'm wrong—59% of the vote going toward women having health care. What a victory. Right. It wasn't about blue versus red. It was about human decency. We're all created equal here. Right. And women won. They did. And now the Republican Party is probably sweating bullets. Because I think we've talked about this in previous conversations outside of the cameras here in the audio. This has always been a hot selling ticket for Republicans to use to manipulate voters, to get them out to vote, and to use as a hot topic to trigger people's emotions. Never did they ever think it was ever truly going to be overturned in their wildest dreams. Because then it's, oh no, the undiscovered country. What do we do now? And it's backfiring on them. You're right, it is.
1: Now, GOP leadership would prefer to keep the conversation focused on inflation and crime ahead of the
0: midterms, issues where they feel Republicans have the clear upper hand. 20 years from now, okay, in these red states, if nothing has changed and abortion is still illegal across the board without any uh, consideration for a woman's health, okay, what's going to happen?
1: What's going to happen is you will have a rise in crime and the reason why is because you're going to have a large amount of babies that were born I'm not going to say unwanted but uh, forced forced into a world that's not ready for them and they are going to be a product of their environment a lot of them are going to be rape victims a lot of them are going to be uh products of uh unwanted un uh, or un extremely unplanned or accidental, you know, mishaps and it's going to be devastating because we know our community can't handle mental health it just is something that we aren't equipped to do at least not now we I mean, look at our homeless crisis
0: it's a drain on our system it's a drain Even on our more system. than when people say cause i have friends like i don't want my tax money to go to abortion since when do you decide where your tax money is going to number one and number two What's going to be an even more drain on our system and our taxes down right. the road?
1: So we, not only that, so then these women who are having babies, who are forced to have babies, then go into the welfare system because they're, some of them are not ready to have babies, they can't afford it, uh, or they're too young and they haven't finished high school, or they uh, can't support themselves because being, going back, I used to do this activity with my students at my school where we pull, it's an extremely boring report, but it is shockingly uh, graphic when you break it down. It shows uh, a list of graphs. Uh, it's the like the Portland Housing Report and they put it out like every so often. Uh, and the graphs show what neighborhoods like the average rent is in the neighborhoods around Portland and, and then it, up at the top it lists some demographics. So the first one is uh, family Uh, uh, father, mother, and children, and uh, both employed. And it shows what you can afford. And a lot of it's green. White. Caucasian. Whatever. And then it goes down, it starts breaking things down a little bit more. Then, it basically comes down to looking at what you can afford. A single mom. A single mom that is white can barely afford anything. Most of that grid is is white or red meaning that white is they can kind of afford it like it's going to be real difficult it's just at their break-even point and red being they can't afford it they would not be able to do it and most of it's red but the scary part is is if you are a black single woman with a child everything's red everything's red you cannot afford to live anywhere wow and it goes back to high mortality rates among black women Uh, It's it's a systemically racist system. I mean, it's built into our housing system.
0: Recently, I was at the gym talking to a young trainer, a young employee there, and the subject of abortion came up. And he said that he didn't have any thought or opinion on the matter because he was male. Talk about male privilege, right? And I said to him, he's... 18 years old. He's Mm -hmm. very young. And I asked him, how old's your mom? And he said, oh, she's 45. And I said, okay, and she's still able to have children, correct? And he says, yes. And I said, this affects your mom. If you're living in one of those red states or if a federal ban happens, your mom's health care has been taken away from her. Right. Do you have an opinion now? <laughs>
1: <laughs> right? It's oh, I made his only head. Only when it matters. His, I, I think his head went. <laughs> he's 18. He has no experience. He has no idea what he's talking about. And you just blew his mind with a bit of wisdom. But there's grown men out there
0: that don't even have that. Right.
1: Because they're trained not to.
0: Because it's all about guns and beer. That's exactly
1: right in Bigfoot. <laughs> True. It is. Yes. Man. Right. It's all about your ego And it's all about you know the pride Being the, 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 the biggest lion Being the quarterback of the team So in America uh, We have our Thanksgiving day And what do a lot of Americans do On Thanksgiving We
0: go home to mom because mom is cooking us A turkey dinner And what do we do at mom's house
1: While we're eating or after we're eating Or during we're eating
0: We get into verbal arguments with our Aunt Karen And her MAGA opinions gross oh uh we eat and drunk get drunk and have leftovers for the following week
1: what we watch football there you go oh it took you long enough god jesus so but what i'm trying to get to before you make me lose my train of thought is that uh football is a competition and in, the, in, in, in in our society we want to compete with each other we want to see who's going to come out on top we want to see somebody get there rocked right we mm-hmm. want to see some competition we want to see somebody you know get either destroyed or we want to see a close game we want it to be exciting other cultures when they celebrate those kind of holidays there's not a competition there's like a feast Well, let me go back to that. There's not so much competition as there is, like, a gathering time um, of events and things you do together. There's not necessarily a competition. And some cultures would say that's weird because it doesn't foster community. It fosters division.
0: Hmm, interesting. Never even thought of it. Now I'm not going to want to watch football now on Turkey Turkey Day. You probably shouldn't. I don't. I'm a gay man.
1: (laughs) Is God opposed to abortion? Well, let's bear in mind that what I'm about to say is a teaching created by men who are ostensibly celibate, Mm -hmm. who have no inroads or connection to the lives of women because they do not have wives, they do not have daughters. Great start. Yeah. And the Catholic Church teaches that in almost every circumstance, abortion is murder. Is it in the Bible? No.
0: The Bible tends to not be very pro-woman. Right. In fact, there's not even a chapter written by a woman in the Bible. It talks about women and Ruth and Mary, et cetera, et cetera. But abortion is not explicably mentioned in the Bible. It's
1: referenced. It's referenced. In Exodus chapter 21, verse 22. Would you like me to read it? So Exodus... Chapter 21, verse 22, states that if men strive and hurt a woman with a child so that her fruit depart from her, basically if a man pushes her down the stairs and causes a miscarriage, and yet no mischief follow, he shall be surely punished according as the woman's husband will lay upon him, and he shall pay as the judges determine. So he's going to pay a fine.
0: So, in other words, it suggests that a pregnant woman's life is more valuable than the fetus.
1: Yeah. Essentially, it's saying that you can put a monetary value on that fetus, determined by the judges.
0: There's the fifth chapter of the Gospel of Mark that describes a woman with a gynecological ailment that has made her bleed continuously, taking a great risk. She reaches out to touch Jesus' cloak and in hopes that it will heal her, even though the touch of a menstruating woman was believed to cause ritual contamination. However, Jesus commends her choice and praises her faith. God, man, I'm surprised there's not many... I'm surprised well, there's not was more the, women
1: that... Was, what was the outcome of that? Was her menstrual cycle fixed? I don't know. I didn't ask Jesus. Uh, he well, didn't answer my call. It would be important You're to not see... not taking my call. Well, you have to understand, this is actually kind of important on how women are depicted in the Bible because... They're not depicted right, not favorably. Well, no, but it was at the time, right? So was it different than what they were... Because you have to understand, like uh, Mary Magdalene was this very important person to Jesus, yet she was a whore, right? So they're taking the image of the the woman and they're showing how Jesus responds to her. So it would be very important to know how Jesus responds to this situation. Has the Bible benefited women at all? There's the the situation right there. It's been used against them, just like the Bible's been used against uh, everybody. Gays. It's been used against you. It's been used against a lot of people. It's hard to find you have to understand the reason why the bible is so powerful is because it has these wonderful stories in them and the problem is is that people take them and they skew them here's the way i can manipulate if i just leave out this little detail if i don't finish this verse if i don't go on and read the whole story if i just take a snippet here and a snippet there and piece them together i can make whatever f- story i want and people are going to believe me because it's the word of god and i put it together how god wanted me to and that's the message that i'm telling you and now we're going to go out and we're going to fight against the gays we're going to fight against the rape victims we're gonna fight against you know the fact that i need a big jumbo jet for you to fly me around and give all these presentations everywhere you know it's just ridiculous after the time of jesus the second
0: century greek physician Soranus, if i'm saying it right recommended fasting bloodletting vigorous jumping and carrying heavy loads as ways to end a pregnancy manual labor two thousand years ago mm, sure It's still a hot topic today. Plato and his student Aristotle even discussed this in Greek history before
1: Jesus Christ.
0: It was even polarizing before Christianity.
1: Well, because at its core, it's telling someone that you've taken away their rights. Wait a minute. Back that up. At its core, you're saying you're taking away someone's rights by having an abortion? You're saying that that child, the fetus, has the right? No, by taking away a woman's right to choose what happens to her body. You're saying the moment she becomes pregnant, she becomes basically property of the state. Now or back then? which Now. Were, now, okay. Now. All right. Because back then, she was property. Back then, she was property. No question. And, and yeah, absolutely. You're a vassal. Right. Just, we'll be impregnate you and have our babies. Give me men.
0: Should women have access to abortion and have the right to make their own healthcare decisions yeah
1: if, if we think about it in in terms of should they have the right to make that choice i think at its core that question answers itself should women have the right to make that choice i say yes well the fundamental thing is that it's a question about whether or not women should have a right or not it doesn't matter about what right it is they're going to take away somebody's rights for nine months, you're going to be ours, right? If that something comes to that baby and it's going to be born funky, do bad. Have the baby. It's scary because it's just trauma on trauma on trauma. And like I said in the beginning, it lacks empathy. Uh, and as a father, it scares me.
0: What do they call their pregnancy when it's inside the fallopian tube? There's a word for it.
1: Ectopic. 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 That's very dangerous. It's very dangerous. That would be an interesting case, because would they count that as abortion? Because if that baby is growing in the abdominal cavity of a girl, she's going to die. Wow. So is that baby. But by law, that baby can possibly still be viable, I guess, up until the point that it dies. And at the risk of a woman's life. Yeah.
0: For us here in the Northwest, have you heard of the Northwest Abortion Access Fund? The Northwest Abortion Access Fund. It's an abortion fund serving Washington, Oregon, Idaho, and Alaska. Trained compassion volunteer advocates run a toll-free hotline, and they help people pay for their abortion care by sending funding directly to the clinic. At the time of this recording, the only state in the Pacific Northwest that is not giving women their fundamental right to health care is Idaho. Please visit nwaafund.org for more information or call area code 866-692-2310. And remember, you are not
1: alone. The other thing you have to to understand, too, is that a lot of these states, and by throwing the laws back to the states, this is the scary part, is now states are passing laws that are criminalizing people for things like knowing about an abortion. Like, if you know your neighbor got an abortion and you didn't report them, you are liable for that. It's scary. It's deputizing people. Uh, And... The scary part is that if they are able to ever have a law like that, then you can deputize people for anything you fucking want. So Texas. Oh. Now, if you uh if you don't report your gay neighbors and you know your neighbors are gay, then you're in trouble. If you uh don't report, you know, if you if you report a voting. Dis- oh, this is the best one. Voting, voting discrepancies. So now in some of these states, they've passed these laws that allow you to, to uh, challenge votes. And you can challenge any vote you want, basically. And these small elections are getting overwhelmed with all these challenges. It's ridiculous. It's basically uh, built to gridlock the voting system. Texas
0: has that abortion vigilante law. Right. Oh, my gosh. It took effect last fall. It relies on the government and its citizens to enforce. Right. It's like a bounty hunter law.
1: Exactly. You can get rewarded up to $10,000 for turning someone in or something like that. It's something ridiculous. You, as a woman, you cannot keep track of your period on your cell
0: phone because that could be used against you.
1: Right. That could be used against you. They could be tracking that and know when you're pregnant. Target. Target just based on their algorithms are is going to sense when you're buying things differently, and it's going to know you're pregnant sometimes before you do. It is
0: scary. And people are probably going to say, oh, what are you two guys talking about this subject for? You guys are men. How can you relate? No, 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 no. Well, you being a father, and right. me having women in my life that I love and cherish, right. and want the best for, and of course healthcare. And I had a friend who... Had an abortion because uh, it conflicted with her career as a restaurant manager. It was her right, and I offered to take the baby for her if she were to carry it to term. You have an option. I would take the child. I would be solely responsible. I was willing to do that. You were close to becoming a father. Very, wow. because we were. We were, were, were very tight but she still said no and went and had the procedure and I was crushed because as a gay man how many opportunities do I have to becoming a father right That's it's, it's a big barrel to push up the hill because of who
1: and what I am
0: right and I was like damn you know it's just ah. but that, that was, was still but it was still her right. choice right
1: It wouldn't have been fair for you to say, hey, go through the trauma of childbirth for me to have a baby and raise it. And then, by the way, you have to look at this baby every day and know that it's like half you and half whatever the hell you had sex with. She used
0: her uh, abortion as a form of birth control. And a lot of people have issues with people using abortion as birth control. Sure. People have issues with who
1: I choose to love. Right. Right. People
0: would have issues with who you teach at
1: your school, right? And I think we also have to understand too. Like, I, I, I grew up in a world that was very pro-choice, and so I still hold some of those values. Like, I, I believe it's it's it, it's a waste uh, to abort a perfectly good baby you know, third term, you know, it's, it's sad and tragic, but well, especially I also if it could live on its own, especially if it could live on its own. That's the thing. And so when we talk about a middle ground, I think a lot of people are open to a middle ground to say, Hey, because most girls are going to choose in that first trimester. Once they find out they're pregnant, they're going to choose either to have it or not. Once they get to the second trimester, they're committed. Right. And it's only after that really that women, you know, go, okay, you know if there's something wrong with my baby if i'm at risk and i can't have this baby or if there's some something that happens that makes it so that you know that that baby is not going to come into a world that's ready for it or come into the world without pain and suffering then there needs to be that option to say i i'm either ready to accept this child and take care of it as m- best i can or I'm ready to say I'm not going to bring this child into this world because that's, to me, it's worse to bring the child into the world than it is to terminate the pregnancy, especially because it's going to be in pain. What do you think is going to happen in the next 10 years? Do you think the Supreme
0: Court will be stacked and it'll be back to normal for women across our country? What do you think is going to happen in the next 10 years?
1: What's going to happen is we're going to have to wait for a moment. It's going to be very telling here because we haven't yet seen how the Supreme Court really reacts to, say, Donald Trump. So right now what's happening, and we'll, uh, we'll have seen what has happened by the time you see this, is there's the special master overseeing the case. That's being challenged.
0: Regarding the Department of Justice taking the classified material from Mar-a-Lago. Right.
1: So that's being challenged right now in the courts. And if the the DOJ's challenge goes through, that means that they're going to say there's no special prosecutor. But then they can appeal and it goes up to the next court. And basically what the Trump administration is trying to do is appeal it all the way to the Supreme Court so that they can get to Trump's stacked Supreme Court. And when he does that, then they can say, take all those documents and just, I don't know. Give you him back to Trump. Give him so back to Trump. S- duty yeah. duty do what he wants. Doing. He's the king. We're his court. I think that's kind of what they're trying to do. So we really need to stack so, the court. we got to well, get new justices. Maybe. Uh, it de- like I said, it depends on what happens. My hope is that that doesn't happen. That we and stack that, the courts? No, my hope is that the court that's there ha- makes some sense and goes, this is like ridiculously, like if you look at the law and you and if you go by the letter of the law it doesn't match up but and i'm sure maybe one or two will dissent and write all those things but i'm hoping that enough of them are like hey this is crazy we're about to lose democracy right here and they stop that from happening they kick it back down and say we're going to uphold the courts in the lower cases and the, the lower courts decisions
0: they're not going to do that tim
1: we will see and if they do uphold that then we're safe but if they don't uphold that and they allow the special prosecutor by the way the special pro, i love the special prosecutor show me what documents you want me or tell me what documents were declassified show me proof that they were declassified and i will look at those specific documents and the trump administration hasn't been able to show any of, of course that, right? it's all lies but going back to it if the supreme court is backs trump's crazy ridiculous i mean it's not crazy it's not ridiculous it's what happened it's reality if his court gives him this win then we're fucked so because that means anything can be challenged up to the supreme court and they will do his bidding and the only way that we can get out of that is to stack the court which people are going to be like oh my god that's you know whatever then there's going to be another huge division in this country and it's gonna be crazy so in the next 10 years we're looking at a roller coaster as we saw in the
0: midterms MAGA lost once again and there's going to be a huge blue wave coming
1: 2024 no question and who is going to be at the the tip of that wave oh you know it's gonna be kamala harris it's gonna be kamala harris is what rick says um and he's probably right i think biden will step down in the last year i think it's also important to state because biden's a man and he's stepping down that this blue wave is really about women Mm -hmm. and about their rights and this blue wave is going to be about women turning out to vote and it's already happened in kansas uh and it's happening other places i'm sure all the
0: states that had women's reproductive rights on the ballot like california michigan kentucky montana and Vermont all voted in favor of women. So let's break that down. California and Michigan voted in favor of women's reproductive freedom, including decisions about all matters relating to pregnancy. The same with Vermont. Now Kentucky tried to say there was no right to abortion, but the people voted against that. But what was a total cringe MAGA extremists wanted Montana to criminalize health care
1: providers for not saving the life of an aborted fetus. Very ...telling because they were, you know, they're as red a state as you can get, and you immediately think, oh my God, Kansas, of course, they're going to ban abortion.
0: Here's my premonition. President Biden will step down in his final year. He's achieved everything he's wanted to do. And in doing so, he will allow his vice president to become president Kamala Harris, our first woman president spearheading this blue wave, this movement of women. And you watch, she will be joining in the marches. That's going to be coming.
1: I'm not sure he's going to step down in his final year. And here's why, because he's too proud. So you think he's going to be another Ruth Bader Ginsburg? Yes, because here's, here's the other thing. If he dies, In office, But you could because he's the oldest serving president we've ever had. Sure. This was his end game to become president. He ran for president before. This is the top dog. And he got there. You think that he's going to give up a whole year of that? Or the last six months, maybe? Why
0: would he step down? Doesn't the Democrat Party have any power or control in what he does? He did not choose Kamala Harris. No, I'm asking you, what's the point of stepping down? So that... Kamala could spearhead this movement to get more Democrats. why can't
1: she why can't he step down at the end of his term and say he's not gonna run again that's what I think is gonna happen I think he's just gonna say I'm not gonna run again well that's gonna happen in the final year he, he's gonna have to let us all know he has to give us at least I get what you're saying I I, I think what I heard you okay so say- you so you think that maybe in the last year
0: he might be like okay guys I'm gonna just do my term I want to retire but then you're going to have a whole chaos of all these Democrats wanting to run for president. Of course you
1: are. That's then, the thing.
0: Solidarity. If he had, If he steps down. He won't do that. But if he were to step down and have Kamala pick up the torch, be president at least for a few minutes, we would have our first woman president. He
1: doesn't care. He wants the power. Maybe I'm being idealistic. You're being way too idealistic. I would love for that to happen. I would love for them to say, hey, Joe, go on vacation early. Let Kamala handle the rest of this. And that way we can say, look, she's already started the job. Let's roll her in. Let's let her be our person. Let's get Gavin behind her as vice president. Gavin Newsom, yes. And then let's get her in as president. But the fact of the matter is the presidency is the top dog, right? And Joe Biden is Joe Biden. Right, he is the top dog. He likes that spot, just like Trump likes that spot. Now, I believe his his party and his people can pressure him to not run again, and I think that that's what might happen. His he wife might, too, sure, and he might say, "Look, I'm, I'm, and, and, and exactly like you said, like he's going to get to a point where he has to decide and make an announcement whether or not he's going to run again. And either way, he's going to be that lame duck, but he's not going to give up that power just because." Uh, it would put Kamala Harris in the presidency. He's going to also say, we want that legitimately. We want a, an elected woman.
0: You know what's really sad about this possible scenario? What? Is that it's dependent on a man exactly. giving a, a woman,
1: woman the power.
0: Right. Exactly. And is that the only way we could ever have a woman president? Because Hillary won the popular vote, but it didn't matter.
1: It's going to be telling what the 2024 election is going to be like because we're already seeing uh, an effort to to basically corrupt the vote. Right. Right. We have the most secure voting system in the world, uh, but we have this belief that it's flawed, or at least this belief that's being pushed that it's flawed. And well, Fox News isn't going to pay the price for that because they're being sued by the Dominion They are being machines. sued by the Dominion yes, machines. billions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I hope that they... Well, and, but here's the thing. these. How Are they ever going to actually pay it? Probably not.
0: It could possibly bankrupt Rupert Murdoch. Right. Maybe that's why CNN's becoming more conservative now with who's now in charge
1: of CNN. Maybe. Maybe. It's. It also could be that, you know, the right has gone so far right that CNN now realizes that they have to take a more centrist approach in order to grab their demographic that's starting to move more centrist.
0: I would hate to be in your shoes as a parent with daughters. That's got to be so stressful. It
1: Everything is. Everything that
0: you normally have to worry about, their safety at school, you know, their safety playing outside, looking out for cars, uh, the homeless problem that we have here in the Portland area. Right. And then what could happen to them as young women, as teenagers, and then their choices as adults in our supposedly progressive society. Supposedly. And your wife. She's still of childbearing age. Of course. What happens if Oregon were to turn into a red state? Could that happen? I suppose it could Anything can
1: happen, obviously. Anything can happen. I, I do think because of Portland it won't. But what mm-hmm. if
0: people are mad about the homeless problem and the drug problem here?
1: Well, and that goes back to our election that we're having here in Portland, right? Governors, the, yes. the governor's race. This next segment was recorded before the November midterms. The election results are at the end of this segment. We've got an extremely conservative candidate that is pro-life, is what she would say. And what she's was her name? Pro-guns. Something with a D? Uh... Christine Drazen. That's it. Okay. <laughs> and then there's the one oddball in the middle, Betsy something. Well, let's get there for a second. Let and we... then we have the Democrat, S- Tina S- whoa,
0: What S- are Wait, Tim, Tim whoa. Tim. whoa. Tim.
1: Whoa. Tim. Whoa. Tim. Whoa. You are just steamrolling I know. Over that. Tim, guess what? what? They're all
0: <laughs> politicians.
1: Tim. They're all women.
0: Yay! Yeah. They are. How fantastic.
1: They are. So let's go back and look at them real quick. So we've got... Yeah, we got three female politicians running for governor in Oregon. And uh, they are replacing a female governor. Kate Brown. Kate Brown, who, who we just... Uh, she's not <laughs> anything special. There's nothing special uh, about right. She just... Bless her heart. She tried. Her hair,
0: of. her wardrobe choices.
1: See, now you're you're attacking her character. No, I'm judging. I'm ju- no, just
0: judging. She didn't have the right team around her to make her look like she was in a position of authority. Instead, she looked like Harry Potter's great aunt working in the library.
1: You're a wizard, Harry. Because there's a team somewhere telling her how she has to dress, and if she's not dressed correctly, then she's not playing the part We correctly. want legs. Like, we want miniskirts. We you... want blonde
0: hair and makeup and
1: Megan Kelly. The one wardrobe suggestion that I can actually agree with was she wore a I think it was like a North Face or some stupid brand.
0: It's a shame that men and women have to look a certain way in order to be taken seriously in their job field. Men have to wear suit and ties. Every male politician wears suit and ties.
1: Although I will say this, my wife does say that she loves the fact that she has options because men have boring clothes, which is true, Um, (laughs) but... But going back to our candidates, we have um, Christine Drazen, who is a far right.
0: I am, in fact, a pro-life woman. You know, it's a faith-based decision for me, and I don't shy away from that.
1: We have Tina Kotek, who is far left. This election is a big, big deal because abortion rights are on the ballot. And there's only one candidate Planned Parenthood PAC of Oregon trusts to be governor. That's Tina Kotek. And they're about as far as you can go on either end. And we have a lot of people who don't necessarily want to be on one end or the other. And so right in the middle, we have a candidate who's grabbing a big bunch of people from the right and the left, and we don't exactly know how that's going to affect things. We have exactly two issues on the books that are being pushed politically on the news all the time right now. Pro-life, pro-choice, pro-common-sense gun laws, anti-gun laws. Anti gun legislation is what they say. So, uh, on the right, Christine Drazen, pro life, anti gun leg- legislation. On the left, Tina Kotek, pro choice, pro common sense gun reform. In the middle, Betsy Johnson. And she is pro choice, anti gun legislation. Right in the middle. So you get your your baby, you get your choice of abortions, and you get your guns too. The middle person is going to be pulling from both sides, so it's a very close race. So the future of my daughter's choices are at stake here because if Christine Drazen wins because Betsy um, Johnson took a bunch of Democrats to the point where Tina Kotek loses then we're stuck with this person that wants to put these anti-abortion laws on the books and you get enough conservative, you know, counties and they can pass that in Oregon. It would be scary.
0: So for women's rights in the state of Oregon, if Betsy Johnson wins or if Tina Kotek wins, it's a win for women's rights. It's a win for women's rights.
1: In that regard only. In that regard only. There's probably a few other regards that I'm not looking at, but that's what they're pushing on the news. So from a basic standpoint, if I didn't do any research into my candidates, that is what I would see. And that is what they are pushing because so many voters are just to that surface level. Have you decided on who you're voting for? Yes. As Oregon's independent governor, I'll lead with the best ideas from both parties. I'm the only candidate who will crack down on homelessness and crime and protect abortion rights. Tina Kotec passed a law to allow 10 cities. Christine Drazen would be Oregon's first anti-choice governor. Both are just too extreme. As your governor, I'll only be loyal to you. Since this podcast's recording, the votes are in for Oregon. Tina Kotek received 47% of the vote and won. Christine Drazen had 43% and the ugly toad in glasses, Betsy Johnson, is humiliated with 8.6% of the vote.
0: You want to say something. Go ahead. And now it's time to quiz Tim. Oh, boy. (laughs) Who is the greatest-selling female recording artist of all time? Madonna. Bam! Very good. Who made the Underground Railroad by undergoing... 13 rescue missions to free Harriet. 70 enslaved black people. That
1: one's easy. I learned that one in school.
0: Who is considered the best-selling female author of all time? Ooh, this one's tough.
1: I don't want to say the Harry Potter lady. No. Good God. Um, Who is a famous female author? Start with a J? No. No. I have no idea. Agatha christie I, I i I would not know that well if you were to teach
0: literature in high school mm. instead of video games finger painting
1: that's exactly what I teach too
0: I know <laughs> in what year did the first woman win an Oscar award for best director
1: nineteen ninety nine
0: the academy awards have been around a very long time have they 1965 the movie's called hurt locker
1: oh 2010
0: 2010 yes jesus right the first time a woman won best i Director. was off by t- 11 years her name is Catherine bigelow there you go oh mm-hmm. easter egg this is the last one. Okay. So far you've you've uh 1 2 I started lost off good. 2 so this will be This is the
1: tiebreaker to see if uh Yeah. see how I'm doing. It.
0: Mr. Catholic. Okay. In the Bible, mm-hmm. who was the oldest woman to have her death recorded in Genesis?
1: Ooh. The oldest woman There's eats... a
0: song with her name on it. <laughs> Here's your hint. Okay and then another band from the same era of the 70s in the bible who was the oldest woman to have her death recorded in Genesis chapter 23 verse 1 states she was 127 years old oh her name is Ruth Ruth when the Terminator comes and asks for
1: Sarah Connor, Sarah, hmm. Sarah. Yeah. Oh, that actually makes sense. Who is Sarah yeah. married to? I don't know. I'm the one as. Let's quiz Tim. So,
0: Uh-oh.
1: on this episode of Let's Trigger Richter. Uh oh. Anyone can lift themselves out of poverty if they just try
0: go do you have two legs yeah and are you able to get whatever money you can put it in your pocket and walk away i can I, I would like to think people can do that too to get away from a really bad situation sure not everyone has a support network right i understand that not everyone has money mm Or the confidence, self-esteem to say, enough is enough, I'm leaving. For example, in that movie, American History X, the guy, Edward Norton, had gone to prison, came back, rehabilitated, but yet was still stuck in that environment that he came from. He wanted to get his family out, but that environment pulled him back in. Right. And terrible, tragic ending. Not going to spoil it. So, it's probably a low success rate of just walking away from that, that kind of a bad environment. Um, some people, I've heard their stories, who've you know, fought the odds and made a, a life for themselves away from crime and poverty. Right. But they're very few. It's like the success rate for drug addicts being rehabilitated. Right. Uh, very low I've heard a number 13% I don't know if that's accurate I've tried looking for
1: a it more... could be and the reason I say that is because um, I just know that from my experience with recovery uh, and working with that system it takes like four times on average to go through rehab to like Get on the right path and start your recovery There are resources for women. I would argue possibly more resources
0: for women to get away from yes, a bad situation. Many more, I think. For instance, where we live in this city, there's only one homeless shelter, and it's for
1: women. Well, and think of this. Uh, and uh, even if you are a man and you are clean and sober and you're trying to get on the right path, what job is going to give you? What, who, what company is going to give you a j- job because you're if you've got a felony? And what what uh, What place is going to give you a place to live? Who's going to approve you for housing? Right? So there's all these different hurdles, and it's really difficult to pull yourself up out of that poverty because there's just so many barriers.
0: All it takes is a phone call, and hopefully the person on the other end will have information for the person making the phone call. You know, I need help. I need to get out. I need to get away from this. Um. Not everybody is aware of that or right. who to call or where to call. Mm-hmm. When I was a young teenager in high school and dealing with my sexuality and whether or not I should kill myself or not, at the high school, in the front desk, in the main lobby of the office, there was a piece of paper with different phone, phone numbers. If you think you're pregnant, please call mm-hmm. this number. If you're gay or lesbian, call this number. And I was like, and I very discreetly... Wrote it down. Uh Uh-huh. And I called it. And it was a youth outreach program for the Gay and Lesbian Center in downtown Los Angeles that created a pen pal network for kids who were going through what I was going through to talk to each other, to help each other cope, and try to understand themselves. And this was before America Online. Mm -hmm. Before we had chat rooms and the internet. And it helped because then... You know, I was looking forward to getting a letter from somebody in another state, another country. And we could talk
1: about Madonna and right. Jenna Jackson and, oh, my God, Paula Abdul. <laughs> so it's 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 about resources. And we have those. I mean, students have access to those. I have those numbers set up, you know, in my classroom. So that. Uh, but going back to, to pulling yourself out of poverty. It takes... Right, it's up to you. Is it to though? take the first step? Right. So and hopefully,
0: it's a good step that you land on. So let me.
1: So let's. let's, so let's go to this. Um, for example, I've got a student who uh, was kicked out of his house at sixteen. Like, and there's a lot
0: of that with people like right. me that are gay, so lesbian, he, and trans.
1: He has been jumping around from job to job, trying to get his, uh, you know, degree and work to support himself at the same time i have other students who they work during the weekends because they have to support their family that includes their mom right uh there's so many barriers that are getting in the way of them being successful that it's frustrating for me and this is where i get triggered where people go yeah they have the opportunity they've got the resources they just gotta do it they gotta make that call. They gotta go and, and 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 take it. They gotta want it. Well, they do, right? But at the end of the day, like, they gotta go home and take care of their brothers and sisters.
0: No, yeah.
1: it's just it's just the facts. And then they might right? drop out of school. And then because- they drop out of school because they're they've got a job at Starbucks, and it pays enough to support the brothers and sisters for now, at least in this moment. And then maybe when brothers and sisters get a little older, they can get jobs and they can start supporting themselves. But for now, that's what I need to focus on. And then finally, when I get through that whole process, I'm still taking care of my mom. And it's just, so this, this whole thought process that everybody has the same opportunities, same access, and the same ability to pull themselves out of poverty is just bullshit, in my opinion. It triggers me. Mm. Thoughts?
0: I, I like I said. I just think it just takes. It's up to you to make that first step, right? And hopefully, the other person on the other side will have information for you, help you, will have something new to offer you, uh, other than a busy signal or sorry, business hours are between this and this, call back then. <laughs> you know, so. So who uh, would one of my my students call? I don't know. I don't know if they're involved with the church. Uh, they're a high school counselor. Uh, I'm not a teacher, but this is. I remember having a high school, high school counselor, and right. she was kind of a ding dong. So it goes but back I, to I never, access. I never, I right? never I was afraid. I was afraid to go to her. Right. I didn't want anybody to know I was gay. Sure. That's why I to, uh, called. Them. So
1: when we're talking about poverty here, we're not talking about being gay.
0: But I can kind of relate. Right. Wanting
1: to, in, in, a, in a minor degree, in a minor degree, to reach out for help. Right. So it's all about access to resources. So when somebody says anybody can start their own business, anybody can be successful. And Some everybody conservatives can.
0: will argue and say, "Uh, your skin color—you get, you know, uh, more uh, accolades; you get more sure. resources because right. of you know your gender." And
1: but the- what they're not telling you is this: no matter what color your skin is, what's the success rate of a business? I don't think it's very high. Especially I think it's right like ten percent. Maybe even less now. You're right. I think it's like in like 10%. Like 10% of businesses are successful. 90% of them fail within the first like five years or so. So it doesn't make any sense to say that anybody can just be instantly successful if they try hard enough. Because that's just not true. Some people try really hard and they lose everything. Most people try really hard and they lose everything. And to say, oh, they didn't try hard enough. Well, no, it's about timing. It's about uh, your demographic is about just, you know, finding your niche and riding that wave. And there's just not enough wave for everyone to be the success that people want it to be. And then those are the ones that have the money and they drive the politics.
0: You can join in on the discussion. You can either praise, admonish us, venture forth, and share your thoughts on what we talked about tonight. You can reach me on Twitter at Richter underscore Riolo
1: and you can reach me at Tim Breaks It Down it's
0: going to be right there on the screen for those of you watching fondling it hmm just like my dad with my mom when he found out that she was pregnant with me gross and hence no more soup we didn't talk about that for those listening do you want to know how my dad knew my mom was pregnant with me before anybody else before the doctor before the
1: doctor disgusting
0: According to my dad, when he was in an intimate situation with my mom...
1: When he was fingering your mom... There was
0: a film Mm -hmm. on his fingers. And he said that the same film was there when she was pregnant with my brother years prior. And so that's how he knew she was pregnant before the doctor before anybody else knew and the doctor was surprised he's like how does your husband me said to my mom how does your husband know you're pregnant before me
1: well it's a good thing that that all the men eventually knew she was pregnant because those are the ones who make the decisions for mm-hmm. her because at the time
0: was abortion legal no it was not That's not in the state exactly, of california Right. right. No. The next topic is going to be another somewhat serious issue, critical race theory, racism, education. This man in front of me is a teacher.
1: So I will be talking a lot.
0: That's good. I like that. Good. I'll talk about Bigfoot and UFOs and oh, oh,
1: Madonna. About education. You gave oh, me nothing God. to say. Uh, you took everything <laughs> there.
0: Yeah. So you got something else to look forward to. I was going to
1: say critical race theory, CRT. As if that's a real thing. Well, what's funny is...
0: It goes back to our discussion right now.
1: It's funny because um, critical race theory has the same acronyms as CRT, culturally responsive teaching. They're like two polar opposites.
0: Is that something all teachers know?
1: I don't know. They're banning books. They've been banning books for many, many years.
0: Oh, man. And, you know, here's the sad thing about the whole thing. They're not giving the abolitionists the credit that they deserve. The men that died to help free the slaves. The men and women who contributed and helped everybody, who are like a lot like us, empathetic towards their fellow man. And this whole new attitude towards critical race theory, it's dismissing and erasing that as well.
1: Well, let's break it down next time on Break It Down with Rick and Tim. Overturning of Roe v. Wade. We want to find out what people think about it. I think it's wonderful. Yeah. You know, You know. I'm glad they did it. How do you feel about government kind of telling people what they, they can and can't do? Oh, I don't like it at all. The government needs to stay out of our business. Right. But in that instance, they're, they actually are kind of in people's business well I'm I'm sure they are you know none of them like it you know and they're going to do everything they can to to uh, stop a lot of these states from doing that so to stop a lot of the states from allowing abortions abortions you know so yeah it is what it is I'm glad it happened so so in that instance you are glad that the government has kind of come in and told people what they they can and can't do I'm glad that the Supreme Court did what they did right (laughs) break it down Rick and Tim is also available to watch on YouTube Check us out also online at www.BreakItDownWithRickAndTim.com